0: and we're back again everybody welcome to episode two of the swings by cameron sheridan so as i left off it was i believe um thursday well the session that we played was thursday and i was recording friday morning to play And then I said, I believe I said I was going to play a session on Friday. Well, I just, I ended up taking Friday off and um, mainly just recorded that podcast and uploaded it. And then I was looking at NFTs and um, various other crypto things all day. And then, I don't know, I just got tired, didn't end up having a session. And then... We go to Saturday, and Saturday I did play a session, and we're going to get into it. It was uh, a little bit of a disaster, everybody. Um, One of those days, kind of, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me, we uh, got a little drunk, and then we shouldn't have played a session, I don't think, after watching some football. And then, um, yeah, we went in there and, well, let's go over it. So let's get to the first note. The first note is, (laughs) I put, welcome to session two, baby, LOL. (laughs) I put, um, we stroll into seat one, a bit tipsy on this Saturday. We aren't sweating any sports or anything. I don't even know why I put that in there. We don't sports bet anymore, or anything. Just relaxing. First hand, we over limp from the hijack with a pair of deuces, and the button makes it ten dollars. We have two callers in front of us, so we call. We blick, we brick the flop, and fold to button c bet. Of twenty dollars. All right, so we're down ten dollars to begin the session. No big deal. No big deal. Next hand, we're dealt in, or next hand we get involved in. We are in the small blind with King Jack off. Unfortunately, guys, I didn't take uh, much of a. I didn't really get the characters for uh, this table. I do have two characters, though. Um, They're in seat three and seat four, maybe in seat four and seat five. Um, It was middle-aged black guy who I get involved with in multiple hands. And then just um, this young guy, literally a young kid, probably about my age, honestly. He probably was about 24 years old. And then so either way, those are... Literally the only two main villains from these hands. And um, the session, unfortunately, was only about two hours long. I did not. Well, actually, it might be fortunately because, yeah, we'll just keep going either way. So I'm in the small blind with King Jack offsuits and um, there's a raise from the... African-American man in seat four, and then two calls, one by the young guy, and then someone else, and then I'm in the small blind in seat one, I three bet to $50, and then we get two calls, one is the black guy, and then I think the other one is the young guy, yep, it is, here we go, flop comes, 10-6, two diamonds, Um, I don't have a diamond, I check the flop, and I put like an idiot, because I should definitely be C-betting this board, and the cutoff, yeah, and the cutoff makes it $70, and we just have to reluctantly fold, and then the African-American guy who was in the cutoff shows the guy next to him, the young guy, his hand, and then the dealer mucks it, but as this was happening, I said, what was it, which he yeah, is kind of like a douchey thing to do, but I mean, since he showed the other dude, and since I knew I should have see that flop, I was like, what did he have, and then, um, the, uh, the one dude said pocket sevens and then the other guy said kings so they both were lying or who knows I still don't know either way um they were ahead I guess so I guess it doesn't really matter but um either way kind of annoying and I don't know if these two were friends. I don't think so, because one of them was middle-aged and the other guy was my age. But either way, they were laughing about it. But, yeah, who knows what, what they had. Either way, um, we should have just C-bet the flop. Probably would have got called by pocket sevens and then hopefully bank a king on the turn or something. Either way, so... I put that I'm a bit tilted because they've all set different hands. So this is where we make um a a pretty shitty play. And we defend the straddle with King 5 offsuit um from the African American man. And um he opened a 20. We defend flop comes queen high, I put I check, he checks. Turn is a king, so I'm feeling pretty good now. He makes it, or no, I lead out of the straddle, $20. So we have a queen high board, I'm assuming bricks, and then turn is a king, and then we lead 20 He He raises us to $45, and then it's only 25 more. I turn top pair, I call. And then the river's a brick. I put, I check now, and then he leads 30 bucks. Well, he doesn't lead. He bets 30 bucks. And then um, I kind of just think it over. I turn top pair on a queen high board. He checked flop, but he raised on the turn. So I don't know. I just pay it off. The dude has king-queen offsuit. I don't know exactly why he checked flop. Maybe to just trap, which really worked out. I'm not exactly sure, but... um, Yeah, either way, um, we lose $95 in that hand. And I put, he has king-queen offsuit, dot, dot, LOL. And then I put, time to chill. And then, so everyone, um, left the, uh, or no, we have, um, no, yeah, that's another hand, excuse me. So we have a eight of diamonds on the button and then, um, over one limp, we make it 15. And then in the big blind, the, um, African-American guy calls and then the limp under the gun calls So we have $45 going into the pot, and the flop comes jack-six-four. I don't think there's a diamond in there. I didn't put it. Um, Big blind checks. And then under the gun now leads for $20. I call this time. Big blind calls. Cause I don't know why he's donking out the under the gun, donking out 20, a little suspicious. So, um, big blind calls as well. So now we have $105 going into the pot. Turn is a King of spades. Now I'm just done with this hand and, um, big blind checks now under the gun, that's 70. And then, um, we both fold and then I put down $200 at this point. And then I open fifteen dollars, Queen Ten of Diamonds, from the cutoff, and the small blind bet, three bets us to forty five dollars, and I call. Flop. I could easily fold this, I guess, but because um, small blind three bet is pretty strong, but I don't know. I'm in position, and yeah so i just call and then flop comes bricks i put and he leads 60 and i fold and then i put um open pocket jacks in the hijack big blind calls i see but flop 15 and take it down and then i have open pocket tens under the gun button calls big blind calls Flop comes 7-8-deuce. I lead 20. Both call. Turn is an ace of diamonds. So there must have been one diamond on the flop. And then checks around. So there's 105 in the pot going to the river. The river is the nine of spades. And then the big blind leads this river... $30 and then I call and the button folds and Big Blind shows 10-9 so we take it down with pocket 10s and he rivered the 9 and so I put we're only down 120 and then next we have the two hands that kind of derail our session here and they're both against the African-American guy. And so this first one, um, for whatever reason, I don't exactly remember why, but basically everyone at the table got up. Like, we were playing, like, seven-handed to start, obviously, and then things became, like, five-handed. But then before you know it, it was me and this African-American guy playing heads up and i said sure i'll fucking play heads up probably more profitable for me honestly and then i um proceed to uh, make this bluff that we'll see how it works out <laughs> i have uh, so playing heads up against him i'm in the small blind um with 8 9 of clubs i open it to $15 he calls we have 30 going in $30 in the pot going to a flop of jack nine four, all hearts. I lead 20, he calls. We have 70 in the pot going to a turn. The turn is the seven of diamonds. I check, he checks on the turn here. Now the river's the two of spades. He now bets $40 into 70. And now I'm just sitting here thinking like, you know... <sighs> If he has a jack, he. I guess he probably could check turn. Like with a jack, he probably checks turn potentially just because of the. To pot control for hearts. If he has one heart, I think he might check turn as well. To pot control. So. I don't know, I'm just thinking this could be a good spot to, to just raise him. So I make it $135 with my pair of nines. And then he actually goes into the tank for like three minutes. And just keeps saying over and over, there's only two hands that beat me. There's only two hands that beat me, is what he kept saying hey, there's only two hands that beat me, over and over. And then um, he makes the call with queen seven of hearts for, I guess, the third nut flush. So he could have lost to ace king of hearts, which I definitely would not check on the turn. So I don't know exactly why he was worried about that. But, But yeah, either way, he paid it off. Or, yeah, he pays it off, and we pay him off with our bluff. Lose 170 in that heads-up pot against him. And then, um, literally, like, two minutes later, everybody comes back. So I don't even get to... I got to play, like, one more heads-up hand against him. So I didn't even get a chance at redemption or anything, which is annoying. And so... Um, Next, we're playing five-handed, I believe. And um, African-American guy opens again from... Or wait, where do I have him opening from? If I'm in the small blind, that makes him... That makes him, like, under the gun. Yeah. So he opens from early position. I call in the small blind with ace-nine of hearts. Five-handed, I should probably be three-betting ace-nine of hearts, honestly. But I don't know. I was just kind of tilted or whatever. So I call. Flop comes. Ten-jack-deuce. One heart. He see bets 20. Wide well, check. He see bets 20. I call. So there's 70 in the middle now. And turn is a nine of diamonds. So once again... We um, have a pair of nines here, and then he bets $35 into 70, and I call. And then the river, and when I call this turn, he makes like a grimace. He makes like a grimace like he doesn't like that I call this turn. Cause it's like a very straighty turn, so he he knows I he or he thinks I have a real hand here. So we got 140 in the pot. River's a king, and then he bets 40 on this river again, and then wide well, check on the river, and then he bets 40, and or honestly, yeah. Yeah, so that is the action. Damn it. Yeah, so this is where I mess up. I need to be leading this river. But so I check, and then he bets 40. And then I do the same raise, because with the king out there, now there's a literal one-liner to the queen. And I raise him again to 135. But where I made the biggest mistake is like when he actually thinks about it to call, he's like only a hundred more. And then it's only 95 more. So I should have made this way bigger. Like I should have made this at least 240 for him to have to put in 200, just two more stacks just for the psychological aspects of it. And yeah, so he pretty much thinks about it again. And obviously I just bluffed him like five minutes ago. So he just fucking flicks it in. And he has two pair, River two pair, King Jack offsuit. Like, Andy even said nice hand. Like, what, what a needle. <laughs> like, when he put it in, he said nice hand. Like, he just expected to see the queen. But he knew I was capable of bluffing or whatever. So that's annoying as fuck. You hate to have, be called down when you go for it and have the heart. And, like, it probably would have got through if I would have made it a little bit bigger. Because I literally chose the exact same sizing. So, yeah, that's just... um, That's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. And I have... My final note of the session is basically identical hands. I get fucked both times. Down 475 and in two short hours I put, I leave because I'm tilted as fuck after running similar lines to the same guy twice in like five minutes and then i don't know i i guess i was just emotional in the moment i put looking back i just dusted and punted a buy-in basically (laughs) and i wasn't even looking back that was just in the moment (laughs) uh so it is what it is guys um Yeah, kind of a disaster session, losing $475 in two hours like that to the same guy. When I read the hands back, I don't hate the plays as much as I did in that moment. But um, I think if I'm going to be bluffing the 8-9 on that river... I should probably size up to, like, 150 also on that one as well. And I should have at least a heart in my hand, probably, to make that play again. But, you know, it's a heads-up play. Like, it's literally heads-up. So I don't hate that one as much. And then on the other one, I think it's fine. I just need to size up. And, like, I should have you know had game dynamics and the fact that I'm tilted and like I don't know if I was visibly tilted or whatever I'm yeah I'm always a little drunk so who knows man it is what it is but I probably should I was probably more likely to be looked up at that moment so I should have just uh, probably played a more passive line and just given up instead of going for glory but you know a part of being a pro and getting after it is having heart but you gotta have heart in the right spots so in these two spots we get caught I'm still a little bit a little bit upset in general about the session as a whole Um, I need to be playing sessions um, in the right states of mind, and I'm glad that I did leave. That I, when I was tilted, though, there's many of times when I've gotten tilted, and then proceeded to punt another stack, and just end up more tilted. So, you know, you live and you learn, and that's kind of that's kind of what we're here to do as well. Um, and that's also kind of why this um, podcast episode is coming out today on Monday, because I um, just kind of took yesterday off as well. I took Friday off, and then I took Sunday off as well, but we're going to be getting after it again today. I just needed to um, kind of regroup before I recorded this. I didn't want to look at those notes yet, so either way um yeah so we're gonna end the podcast here I think we're at about 23 minutes not horrible for such a short session um let's run it back up now let's get back into the positive swings after having a few good strings of sessions I know that only one of them has has been on this so it is what it is but now we have a second session on here, and it kind of goes to the name of the podcast, The Swings. So it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows here. Um, there are going to be sessions that, um, test, um, literally the very core of your mental state. <laughs> Honestly, like that's kind of how poker works, man. It's, it literally will, um, chew you up and spit you out and over and over and I mean it's literally a game of attrition and being able to um, stay in the seat stay rolled and stay um, in the right mental states to and when I say mental states I mean not tilting I don't mean like right mental state like losing your mind or some shit I mean just like you have to just not You can't have two highs of highs and two lows of lows when you're at the table. You can obviously think about things afterwards and look at things in hindsight. But in the moment, you have to just uh, focus on the task at hand. And that's really where the edge comes from, obviously, because your opponents, that's one of the biggest leaks is emotional instability at the table which leads to improper pre frop play, which leads to improper post-flop play, which leads to massive exploitative opportunities. And I mean that's just the name of the game. So if you make your, if you make amateur mistakes, um, you can get punished. And that's just I don't know what I'm saying at this point. everybody can everybody can tilt. We're not robots, but either way, yeah. I'm happy that I left, though, and lived to see another day. And that's kind of... And if there's one thing for anyone that is new to poker, if you're new to poker and somehow found this, hell yeah. Um, that's definitely something you want to focus on, is to have that mental stability when you're at the table. And to just kind of... You know, you have to be able to weather the storm, so to speak, and that's like something that the best pros, that's something that they kind of, that's something that they enjoy about it is the fact that or that they're proud of themselves about is the fact that they can weather the storm when everything's collapsing around you or so it feels like. And at the poker table, that can happen. You run a little bad. You see someone luck box that's not very good or a big pot or something. I mean, there's people where you can get that entitlement of thinking that you deserve to win every session, every hand. And that's just not how the world works. And that's what I love about poker, too, is it? it's almost a, an ultimate metaphor to life because that's how life works. You can't win everything. You're not going to you're not going to do well at everything. It's just a uh, and there's ebbs and flows to the universe. And that's it's the same in poker. There's ebbs and flows. And yeah, so I'll leave you guys with that and thank you guys for tuning in to episode 2 of the swings by Cameron Sheridan and I'll see you guys in the next one.